Hello, 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 and welcome to Zippity Doo Disney, the podcast where we help you make the most of your Disney vacation using tips from experienced people just like you. So sit tight and let's get started. Welcome to episode one of Zippity Doo Disney. I'm your host, Eric Frenchman, and today we're going to talk about surviving the most crowded days in Disney World. The format of today's episode is going to be pretty simple. I'm going to give you a little intro as to why we have this podcast, why I'm doing it, a little story about myself and my cousin, and then I'm going to start you off with step one of my five-step process for surviving those really super crowded days. Thanks for listening. Let's go on a ride. So why this podcast when there's so many out there that you can listen to? There's tons of blogs. Simply put, I'm the guy that all my friends and family talk to when they want to go to Disney World. I don't know about you, but I started going to Disney World when my kids were really little. I think now it's got to be 15 years ago, 14 years ago. I got the Birdbaum Guide. I tried to figure it out. I talked to people. And it was back in those days when maybe you couldn't find a Disney friend of yours that, that knew how to plan. And it was really complicated. So over the years, I've, I've read everything out there. I've, I read a lot of blogs, listen to a lot of podcasts. And the one thing I want to do is basically help my friends and family out. So I'm making this recording. I'm assuming that's the only one they're going those are the only people that are going to listen to me in the beginning. But I think there's a lot of good information. I've been doing it a long time. I really love helping people. So I want to help you. I'm going to give you my tips. I'm going to take some of your questions. I got tons of emails over the years that I could read. So, again, thanks for listening. Let's go on a ride. Before we jump into step one, I just want to lay down a couple ground rules. Because I don't know who's listening to this podcast, which one of my friends or family and new people. We're going to talk about mostly about the Magic Kingdom. When I describe the really hard rides, that's in the Magic Kingdom. That's going to be Space Mountain, Splash Mountain. Big Thunder Mountain, and Seven Dwarfs Mine. Those are mostly for older kids, adults. If you got really little kids, the major rides still might include Seven Dwarfs Mine, but now you're talking Peter Pan and some of the other rides in Fantasyland. So keep that in mind. The super popular rides at the Magic Kingdom for my podcast this time are Space Mountain, Splash Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, Seven Dwarfs Mine, Peter Pan. Thanks. Let's go on that ride now. So my cousin and I are redoing my master bathroom upstairs. Really, it's my cousin. I'm just paying the bills and helping him pick out things. He wanted to stop over at the end of December to talk about designs and make measurements, you know, to get to kick off the project. And he says, I want to come over. How about I come over around December 26th, 27th? And as usual, I tell them, I'm in Disney World. Do you ever get this reply back from, from somebody when you tell them you're going to Disney between Christmas and New Year's? Oh my God, I can't believe you're going that week. That's I did that once. It was terrible. It was so crowded. Yeah, it's crowded. That's what I always tell people. But you have to have a plan. You have to know where you're going. You have to know what, what rides to go on and what, what park to pick, what hotel to stay at. You need a lot of planning. That, that week between Christmas and New Year's is not a week that you could just wing it because you'll end up just 
not having a good time. If you're going to wing going to Disney World, you want to wing during the off season. Basically, when everybody's in school and you want to take your kids out, that's when you're going to go wing it. You don't have to worry too much about where you're staying, what rides, what time of day to, to get to the parks, which parks to go to. Pretty much can almost walk on. But if you're going to go between Christmas and New Year's, you need to have a plan. I've been doing it uh, three years in a row. Um, I just last weekend booked my DVC reservation for December 26th through January 2nd. Basically 11 months to the day I could do it. So I can make sure I get that lake view. And so if you're going to go this that week and you're going to be in Disney World on New Year's Eve, you have to have a plan. I have one. I perfected it over the last three years. It involves going to the Magic Kingdom. So I'm going to tell you my secret and I'm going to tell you how to get started. And I'm going to tell you how to book that week, Christmas to New Year's. You got to start on New Year's Eve and you got to work your way back. So let's get into the details. All right. So this is step one. I have about five steps. It's not going to take you too long to get through them all. So sit tight. Enjoy this ride. Step one is you got to plan the busiest day of your vacation first. Don't make a rookie mistake of planning what you do day one and then moving on to day two. Don't do that. Figure out which is the busiest day. Plan that one. In this case, it's going to be New Year's Eve. And for me, on New Year's Eve, there's only two viable parks right now. It's the Magic Kingdom and Epcot. I think Hollywood Studios will be a third very soon. I'm not booking it for New Year's Eve this year, but I think I will do it in the future. So you're down to Epcot and Magic Kingdom. I, I did Epcot a few years back. Um, I prefer the Magic Kingdom. It also doesn't hurt that I have a Disney Vacation Club at Bay Lake Towers. So I really want to be towards Bay Lake on New Year's Eve. But if you did Epcot, if you're planning on Epcot on New Year's Eve, then you want to book those Epcot resorts for where you're staying. So you're looking at Boardwalk, Yacht, the Yacht Beach Club, Swan and Dolphin. I really think Swan and Dolphin is not as kid-friendly. They're beautiful hotels, don't get me wrong. For me, I like Boardwalk, and of course, I like the Beach Club. I mean, who doesn't, who doesn't love that pool? And the reason why you want to book as close to the park you're going to be staying at on a busy day is that you want to be able to walk out, not fight the crowds for a bus or to take a ride to get your car or to even hop on a monorail. I, I'll talk about the Magic Kingdom in a second. But you want to book a hotel that's close to the park you're going to be at because there's nothing better than spending 15 hours in a park and at the end of the night, instead of fighting everybody, you just walk out and just walk to your resort. Very easy. And if you got little kids and you're smart, you bring an umbrella stroller with you, you just roll it, you just roll your family <laughs> Right to the hotel. So right now, as I mentioned, we got a DVC at Bay Lake. So our favorite park on New Year's Eve is the Magic Kingdom. If you're not going to get Bay Lake or Contemporary, any, anything on the monorail is going to work. And again, my little trick is going to help you because it's going to put you towards the front of the park at the end of the night for an easy walk right up to the monorail. So the whole key is that you got to position yourselves towards the exit you're going to use at the end of the night. So... Once we decide on what park it is, again, it's Magic Kingdom. The next thing I do is I book our dining reservations on New Year's Eve. 
For us, we get the 9.930 seating at Crystal Palace. I love the Crystal Palace. Give me Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and Eeyore. The food's great. Now there's beer and some wine. I mean, you could sit down after you've been walking all, schlepping all over that park for 12 hours. Sit down, grab a seat, eat at your leisure. At that end of the night, nobody's rushing to try and get you out. Everybody's relaxed. The other thing about it is that you're at the front of the park. So now it's an easy walk to your viewing spot, which again should be towards the front. If you're doing my, if you're doing this trick over in Epcot, I think you're booking at England, Morocco, Italy, Paris. So you're towards the exit you want to get to. So again, we do that 9-9-30 seating. We get that out of the way. I've been eating there for the last three years. That's my suggestion to you. The next thing I do is we book lunch. I get it. It's the Magic Kingdom or it's Epcot. You want to wander around. You want to go to the fast food places. You, you want to maybe nosh on this and nosh on that. Trust me. You got to make a dining reservation for lunch. We make it at Beast Castle. My daughter loves Beast Castle. In fact, I mean, she's a huge Beast fan ever since she was a little kid. She loves Beast. So when they built that castle... We go there for lunch. Um, actually, I think the food's really good for lunch. I'm not as big a fan for Beast Castle at dinner time. I think there's better places to eat, i.e. the Crystal Palace. But you want to get your lunch dining reservation out of the way. And again, we make that around 12, 1230. And also got to remember, you got to stay on time for these reservations because they're busy. And even if you show up there, you know, a couple minutes late, that's fine. You also might be waiting a little bit. The other key to the Magic Kingdom lunch reservation around 12, 1230, you're going to finish around, say, 132 o'clock, giving you plenty of time to find a spot for the 3 slash 3.30 afternoon parade. For us, we like getting our spot for the parade over by the Liberty Bell. So we're getting there maybe around, I don't know, 1.45, 2 o'clock. Even if it's 1.45 and we want to catch a ride, maybe we want to go into the Hall of Presidents and sit down, we still get our spot. reason why I like that spot for the parade is that you get this cutest Muppet show, which is great moments in history. I'd sing it for you. I know I... People think I have a great radio voice. I have a terrible singing voice. But you get a little show right there, great moments in history. That kills about a half an hour. And then once you get to about 2.30, you got a primed spot over, over out by the Liberty Bell. It never gets really that packed because everybody wants to be down Main Street, you know, the main part. So I like being over there. It's a lot more relaxing and you can find a good spot and everybody's, you know, everybody's happy out there. Okay? So... Let's take, a, let's take a stop for a second. I'm not going to pause the podcast, but let's take a stop right here. Let's go over what, we, what we've done. You have your di dinner reservation late in the night at 9, 9.30. You got your lunch reservation, say 12, 12.30. Now you know you got a park. You got, I mean, you got the, um, you got the parade around 3, 3.30. So you got your spot there at 2 o'clock. Don't forget, there's also a, a earlier fireworks to Magic Kingdom. You got to line up for that around six o'clock. So at this point, you got a seven seven thirty where you got to line up around six for your fireworks spot. You got dinner, 
You got your other fireworks. You got almost, I don't know, about half your day already booked out. And that's another key to this day. Don't make the mistake of booking all your reservations earlier in the day because then you're going to find yourself, you got like nine hours to kill and you don't have any more ride reservations. And believe me, it's not as easy to walk on. It's almost impossible to walk on any ride that day. So your key is you need to spread out your reservations. I don't care if it's dinner, parade, fireworks, rides. You got to spread them out. So you always got something doing. Okay. So the next thing I do is obviously like everybody else, I do my fast passes. I don't book them early in the morning. So I'm going to tell you what I do early in the morning when I get to the Magic Kingdom at 9 a.m. I go right to the bakery. I wait in line. I get my Starbucks. I get a little breakfast. My first ride reservation, I usually do around 10, 1030, uh, maybe even 11. And it's one of the mountains. It's got to be Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, or Space Mountain. We do Splash Mountain first, assuming it's a warm day. Uh, because just in case you get a little bit too wet, you got plenty of time the rest of the day to dry off. So we do Splash Mountain first thing in the morning. And then, as I said to you earlier, we're doing lunch. Then you got your parade. Usually right after the parade, we're putting in another Fast Pass reservation. That's Space Mountain. So we've gotten Splash Mountain, Space Mountain out of the way. Then usually around 5.30, 6 o'clock, we're trying to jam in Seven Dwarfs Mine. That's the other really hard get that day. So we've got, well, really hard get other than maybe Peter Pan. But we've gotten Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, Seven Dwarfs Mine, and we spread them around. The next part of your day, what you have to do now is you need to zig when everybody else is zagging. And what I mean by that is everybody's got the app now. Everybody's holding the app. They're walking around. They're trying to figure out what rides to go on. Believe me, when somebody pops up and it says a 30-minute wait, when it pops up on that app, everybody in the park is heading that way. So you need to zig when everybody else is zagging. You need to figure out, well, I want to go on Pirates, so you got to work it in around your rest of your day. You want to fill your day with rides that you normally wouldn't go on. That's my other big tip. That means Country Bear Jamboree, you go in it that day. Mickey's Magic, you go on it. The Carousel, that's even another great ride to go on that day. The one we do usually first thing in the morning is we go on Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. So if you think about how we were lining everything up, we get to the park, we go right to the bakery, we get our coffee, you know, we get our Starbucks, we get our Starbucks fix like everybody else. You're going to wait in that line. We're taking pictures like everybody else does. And then we head to Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. That's usually, there's going to be a wait that day. Usual rule of thumb in Disney parks is that if you get to a ride and the wait is under 30 minutes, you wait. On New Year's Eve, I extend that to 45 minutes. If I show up at Big Thunder Mountain, it's less than 45-minute wait. I'm walking on, and I'm waiting. The, the, the queue is awesome. So that morning, Starbucks, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, fast pass for Splash Mountain. You got that part of the park out of the way. If you're going to swing back around, that's the time you try and walk on Pirates. Again, if it's 30, 30 or 45 minutes or less, you get on that ride. But that's what I mean by you're zigging where people are zagging. 
don't get stuck looking at it, something going, oh, Pirates is 30, and then you're over by Space Mountain. By the time you walk all the way over there, everybody in the park notices that Pirates is 30 minutes, and now they're going to wait. Okay, so you got to zig when everybody else is zagging. So the key on this day is to spread your reservations out, make them early. If you do that, you're going to have a blast. Thanks for listening. We're going to come back with episode two, which is going to be steps two and three. Thanks for sharing this ride. Talk to you soon.